0: Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. The question on everyone's mind, have we hit the bottom? Today, we're going to talk about the rhythms of real estate and give you the latest and greatest on what's happening across the country. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio network. Hi, this is Robert Helms, and thanks for listening to the Real Estate Guys podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think. Thanks so much.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of spoken word entertainment. Get a free audiobook. Log on to audiopodcast.com forward slash realestateguys
2: for details. Get a download of your choice when you sign up today. In today's crazy economy, you name it, what aren't you worried about? I mean, there's your 401k, large investment banks are failing, and it seems every day there is more bad economic news. That's why I decided it's time to take action and invest in physical silver. I really like the idea of investing in something I can touch and own, not just a piece of paper that can disappear, like some of my stock funds. Silver is a great hedge against inflation, and unlike gold, silver has a huge industrial demand, which is one of the reasons why some analysts expect it to dramatically rise in value. I also found the biggest challenge in owning silver is finding a place to buy it. If you spend any time looking, you'll find that everybody is sold out, taking back orders and charging an incredible premium. I then was lucky that a friend told me about RBOR, They specialize in 100-ounce pure silver bars, perfect for an investor like me. Here's their number, 800-395-1123. That's 800-395-1123. I know their supply is limited. It's 800-395-1123. 800-395-1123. Now, on with the show.
1: Go online. (laughs) The real estate guys. The real estate guys need your help. We're conducting an online survey to learn more about the information that you're looking for and how we can help grow the Real Estate Guys Radio program. Just a few minutes of your time will help us help you. While you're online, subscribe to our e newsletter. You'll automatically be entered to win a cruise with the real estate guys. Help us to help you. Go online with the real estate guys at realestateguysradio.com.
0: Realestateguysradio.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program week after week, bringing you the latest and greatest in real estate, and uh, yeah, watch the mic there, Bob. Uh, We're (laughs) live this week as we are every Sunday, depending on where you listen to the show. Maybe you're listening to the podcast. Maybe hang on a second. All right, there we go. Uh, or maybe you're listening live on the radio, uh, and uh, you'll know because this will be the part that we'll edit out later that you won't hear. And uh, and uh, or maybe I don't know. You 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 signed up on iTunes and uh, and you're getting the podcast. But uh, we're glad to have you along. We've got a great topic today. Lots of news and reports in from uh, the various uh, areas of the country on what the real estate market looks like, and we've just kind of uh, digested all that. We're going to give you the highlights of it. And then we're going to talk uh, kind of on uh, just to, uh, you know the the higher level about what. Russell- Calls the rhythms of real estate. So before we do that, let's meet the guys. Our co-host, financial strategist Russell Graham. I'm
3: here and my microphone is
4: intact, and I'm not messing
0: with it. Excellent. And uh, the man we call the Godfather of real estate, Mister Microphone, Bob Helms.
4: Yes, I'm really adjusting mine. I'm sure it'll be fine in a few minutes. <laughs> there you go.
0: So uh, a lot is a lot is happening, and you know as we've looked back at the last uh, year or so, it's been a miserable uh, real estate uh, uh, market uh, overall, and obviously pockets of op- opportunity. Uh, the reason we're always so and optimistic, uh, is that uh, we take a a, a long-term look, and and we're also pretty good at skating to where the puck is going to be. You know, Wayne Gretzky was one of the all-time great, great hockey players, and he had uh, that famous quote, the the reason he was better than everyone else is that most hockey players skate to where the puck is, and he skates to where the puck is going to be. He also had a great quote, he said this, you will miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. yeah. Great. Absolutely. And uh, and so we're always looking for the trends and you hear us on the show talk about sustainable drivers and what markets are, are are you know leading indicators are and so forth. And so uh it's very difficult to show you that information on the radio. We just did a presentation this week and I went through 172 PowerPoint slides of charts and graphs. It was thrilling but really gave us a picture of where we are right now. Absolutely. That's, in any one of those charts you're, doesn't make any sense. But when you look at all of that, the aggregate of information, if you can stay awake through it, you get a real clear picture of where things are headed. And so you get mired down in the negativity of today's headlines. It's hard to pull your head out and go, wait a minute, let's take a bigger approach. One of the things we started to do four and a half years ago was invest internationally. Today, the best performing real estate we personally are involved with is outside of the United States states right so and i'm not saying there's not opportunity in the united states there's tremendous opportunity in fact guess what folks it's on sale yeah there are some great great places uh, to buy real estate right this minute now there's still some places where it's like catching a falling knife
3: yeah you know, I was just thinking as you were talking about the just getting involved and people who are in it or getting some getting beat up. And you, we always hear the stories about people when they're thinking about getting in to the game of real estate investing and they say to themselves, Well, you know, I know so and so and they got hurt or they went through this hard time or whatever. And, you know, the thing you have to think about is that if, for example, if you go to buy a brand new car. And you get the car and you buy the car of your dreams and you love that car and it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, and then you park it in the garage and put a tarp over it and you never drive it, then what's the point? Right, I mean, the whole point of having the car is that you're going to go out and, and drive it, and that means you're probably going to get some parking lot dings, and you're going to get some windshield wiper rock thing cracks, all that stuff that happens. You're going to put some wear and tear on. It. If you want to be a real estate investor, you're going to get scars. Things are going to go sideways. Things are going to go wrong. No matter what's going on in the market. I mean, just your own mistakes and just your own individual circumstances with your tenants, your properties, you know, your financing, whatever goes on. And then on top of that, you've got these big gigantic macro things like what we're going through right now that you. Have- have no control over of course as they always say one man's problem is another man's opportunity and for people who are thinking about getting in the game now wow now's the time you know because you talk about rhythms of real estate or you know one of the things in those charts and graphs which of course we can't show on the radio are these gigantic waves these rhythms that happen things go up and then they get to a point and then they kind of come back down and then they go way down and then they go back up and i don't care if it's stocks if it's employment if it's um You know, whatever it is, real estate, you can see those patterns. And if you have faith in those patterns, then you know when you're in a downtime, the downtime isn't forever. And if you do believe that 10 years from now, real estate is going to be worth more than it is today, then when obviously would be the best time to get involved. Uh, that would be now. That would be now, when nobody else wants to, and you got to be ahead of the curve, not behind. Because
4: if you're chasing the trend, you can't ride the wave. Absolutely, the very fact that the problem is as large as it is, as huge as it is, as deep as pervasive as it is, simply magnifies the opportunities. There are opportunities almost everywhere. Like you say, Robert, you gotta you gotta be a little careful. You just can't pell mell buy anything, but you don't have to. There is just an amazing amount of stuff available. And the whole question is, how are you going to play the game?
0: Yeah, and you know, the other thing is that the the idea of rhythms of real estate, the fact that there are cycles in real estate, they go back as far as real estate goes back. Now, unfortunately or fortunately, they aren't in an easy-to-predict-every-single-10-and-a-half-years-without-fail kind of manner. Right. I mean, if they were, then there would be no opportunity. The opportunity is being able to look beneath what everybody else sees to see that there's more, and there's so many great tools at our disposal to do that, and so we'll talk through some of those things uh, today on the program and also just the perspective of where we are in the market at any time is lagging. The information that we get is compiled from various sources, and it's typically at least a month or if not a quarter behind. You know, it would be really great. Some of the charts I, I was showing, we had a, a downward trend for seven months, and then this last month, there was an upward trend. It's like, Gosh, I'd love to see two months ahead. Well, we always want to see two months ahead, right? We don't, we don't get to. It's a, we only get to look backwards. We have to project forward. But we don't have a crystal ball. We don't pretend to have a crystal ball. I don't think anybody uh, around uh, this table, uh, could call the real estate uh, uh, market. We didn't figure it out, the mortgage meltdown ahead of time. We navigated it pretty well, uh, and you can go back and hear our shows as it was happening. But, you know, there's no way to call that. I don't, I think, you know, the, there are, are very, very smart people who owned billion dollar companies that are now saying, uh, room for cream, right. because they didn't see it coming either. That's not the point. You don't have to be a mystic or psychic to be a real estate investor. You just have to learn to read the signs and make changes. As we were driving uh, in today, there was a lot of road construction and it said, expect delays. And Russ said, just like in real estate.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like in real estate, you know, you get in and you say, well, it's going to be like this and it's going to be nonstop to the top. And then all of a sudden something happens, you know, somebody raises the interest rates or changes the tax code or, you know, all of a sudden the financing markets lose confidence and nobody wants to loan money anymore. You know, or people, you know, I own some investment property in Arizona and all of a sudden they change the immigration law and the people who are very best tenants no longer are available. Nobody can predict that. No amount of due diligence that you do can really predict that. And so it's to to your point, Robert, you're not going to be able to predict the future, but you're going to have to be able to react to it. And the faster you are at recognizing what's happening and then reacting to it and then reacting wisely to it. really helps smooth out some of the choppy stuff. But again, when you're driving down the road, expect delays. You're going to have to take a detour. Coming into the studio today... Uh, we we ran into an accident, you know, and it wasn't our accident. Well, we didn't
0: Uh, run into it, luckily, but we had one several cars ahead. Yeah,
3: so there's, you know, a mile of cars backed up, and we're thinking, well, you know, we need to make it to the studio. So we had to quickly divert and wind through some surface streets, and we were, you know, fortunately, I was with you, and you kind of knew your way around, and it was good, and it's always good when you have a mentor who knows their way around who've been through that territory before, whereas if I was on my own, I probably still wouldn't be here right now.
0: And so there was, there's, there's, there's so many lessons. great lessons just on our trip over here today. <laughs> right? Because one is look how we reacted. Did we start blaming? I don't. Really, I didn't hear any of us complain about the accident. Right. Right? We, we felt bad for the person, whoever the problem was, but we weren't like, oh, that, this and such and that and filth and foul. And... No, <laughs> not at all. It's like instantly focused on the solution. We'll just go here and we'll go around this way. And then as we were getting close, we're looking at it going, well, the studio's 15 minutes away and we're about 16 minutes away. Uh, we weren't panicking. Did I seem panicked? Nope. We were, yeah, it was great. And, of course, I walked in. I had a full 17 seconds to spare before we went on the It was great. Had, it was know.
3: great. And, you know, I, I, I was able uh, – I didn't have to actually even come to a full stop. I just kind of came by about five miles an hour and threw you out the door. And... Exactly.
0: <laughs> you have to roll with the punches, quite literally. Uh, and so, you know, the, as we look forward, this, is a, this has been a very – difficult, strange, historic time, what's happened. And so trying to get a handle on where it's going to go from here is uh, is interesting and challenging, but uh, also I think at the end of the day, it can be profitable if you pay attention. So let's talk about some of the, the big stuff. First of all, um, the, the economy is contracting. It's continuing to do that. And we've seen some contraction in the economy uh, over time. But in the third quarter of 2008, uh, we saw the largest uh, contraction uh, that we've seen uh, as as far as the gross domestic product annualized of any um, of any quarter since the first quarter of 2005. Now, Russ always points out something, and that's when you read something in the news and it says this is the worst drop in 16 years. Well, that means that 16 years ago there was a worse drop. That's right. And we're still here. To play, right? So. Well, not only,
3: but you think about what happened since then. I mean, and that goes back to beginning to identify the rhythms and you can't predict them on a timetable but it's the old adage that what goes up must come down and then the, the reverse is true and I'm not exactly sure what the adage is. You know, they talk about the bounce but the point is, is that When you're dealing in a commodity like real estate where it serves a basic human need, that it isn't going anywhere, no technology is going to make it go obsolete, and all the things we always talk about, then you can have even more faith that there is going to be a rebound.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So another interesting thing is that not only is GDP down as long as it's been a long time, but now for the first time since 2000, we have personal consumption At a negative growth rate, meaning every single quarter since the beginning of the millennium, our personal consumption as a nation has grown. Not a lot, but it's grown. It's grown anywhere between 1% and almost 8%. This last quarter, for the first time, a negative growth. It did not grow. We contracted. That's big news. That's a change. People are being a lot more careful Now, we've got lots more to share with you about the rhythms of real estate and what's the latest in terms of economic figures. We're going to talk all across the real estate sectors today. It's going to be quite fun, quite informative. Your job is to stay with us. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hey, Russ, what are you doing? Hey, I'm just uh, here uh, listening to a book. I see you're listening to a book. I hear you're listening to a book. What is the book you're listening to? Ah, I'm listening to Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Oh, one of my favorites. Don't tell me you're at audible.com. I love it. Yeah, here's a way for you to get uh, all kinds of great audio books that you can download uh, at your convenience and listen wherever you are. Do what we do. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys, and you can browse the entire assortment and also see their very special bonus offer.
3: It's, a, it's such a great way to, to leverage your, um, your uh, time.
0: Yeah, you can do it while you're driving, while you're working out. Please don't do it while you're listening to the Real Estate Guys radio program. But <laughs> at any other time, it's a great time to check out the latest uh, in authors, speakers, and uh, a lot of great content. And find out more at audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. Listen to something great this week. Equity happens. Is it happening to you? Learn more at
4: realestateguysradio.com.
2: In today's crazy economy, you name it, what aren't you worried about? I mean, there's your 401k, large investment banks are failing, and it seems every day there is more bad economic news. That's why I decided it's time to take action and invest in physical silver. I really like the idea of investing in something I can touch and own, not just a piece of paper that can disappear like some of my stock funds. Silver is a great hedge against inflation, and unlike gold, silver has a huge industrial demand, which is one of the reasons why some analysts expect it to dramatically rise in value. I also found the biggest challenge in owning silver is finding a place to buy it. If you spend any time looking, you'll find that everybody is sold out, taking back orders and charging an incredible premium. I then was lucky that a friend told me about RBOR, They specialize in 100-ounce pure silver bars, perfect for an investor like me. Here's their number, 800-395-1123. That's 800-395-1123. I know their supply is limited. It's 800-395-1123. 800-395-1123.
5: You know, there's a lot of talk about cell phones these days and how talking on them can be bad for you. I read in the paper where a top doctor at a cancer center told his staff not to talk directly into their cell phones. Then a group of doctors on the Larry King show said the same thing. I was then thinking about my daughter, who's a real estate agent. She spends all day on that thing, and my granddaughter is worse yet. So I decided to dig a little and do some research. That's when I found out about the Wave Shield. It's a lab-tested shield that sticks onto the earpiece and blocks most of the radiation from entering your ear. It's tested and Proven to work. It was even reviewed by the FTC. The best thing is, it's an inexpensive solution to a really big problem. If I were you, I would call and order the Wave Shield today. You know, I even got one for my cordless phone, which they say can be as bad or worse. Here's the number. It's 800 316 2972. That's 800 316 2972. They have a special offer right now, so when you call, ask about it. The number is 800 316 2972. 800 316 2972. Crikey! Local real estate
6: market a little slow? If there's no appreciation, there's no equity. No worries. There are lots of markets and many are booming. G'day mate, this is Luke Chadwick, the deal hunter with Global Property Network. I spend most of my time travelling all over the US and the world hunting down hot markets, great properties and expert agents. Give us a ring at 1877-411-4GPN and we'll connect you to great agents in great markets with great deals. That's 1877-411-4476. Well mate, gotta go. To learn more, go to globalpropertynetwork.com or call us at 1877-411-4GPN. Don't be shy, do it now!
0: Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys back to the real estate guys radio program heard every weekend on the radio and all the time at realestateguysradio.com when you go to our site and sign up for email newsletter you're going to be entered into a drawing to win a cruise for two uh with the real estate guys every year we go on our investors summit at sea and uh stop at wonderful ports of call and on the days that we're at sea great workshops and classes and seminars uh so you can get around other like-minded real estate uh investors and a lot of what we call advisors folks who are in the trenches and in the trades it's a lot of fun you can find out more on our website at realestateguysradio.com. We're talking today about the rhythms of real estate and uh, where we are here is we're midway through the fourth quarter of uh, 2008, a year that uh, will live in infamy in terms of real estate <laughs> investors. This has been a tough year for real estate investors, especially those that have just blindly kind of uh, held on or attempted to hold on. Uh, but there's so many opportunities. We've been waiting, a lot of us, for there to be a drop in prices. And there's a lot of great markets that have long-term fundamentals that are on sale right now. So uh, some of the things we're, we're looking at. uh, Interestingly enough, consumer sentiment is at the lowest point. It hit the lowest point uh, earlier this year that it's been at since the turn of the millennium. So uh, that probably doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out either. What's interesting, though, is I looked at the consumer price index uh, for uh, the last 25 years. So you'll know that the CPI uh, covers, uh, they have the core items, which is everything but food and energy, like just try living without food or energy but still that's the that's how it's uh, how it's measured and then all items and and you might have a a thought or a feeling or a gut level check that it's expensive today to live but in fact, the CPI index is not that out of whack. It's been pretty flat, uh, overall for the, for the last, uh, oh, 10 years even. There's not a huge, a huge amount of change. Now, the places that you feel it are where we see big swings, right? Oil got up to 160 or something dollars right. a barrel and, and now it's under 50. And have you noticed the gas pump? It's improving.: It's improving As a, On the way as a over, consumer anyway. A1.99, right? I remember, I remember paying 487 a gallon was the most I, I paid uh, during the absolute peak, and, and, and that was a lot, right? But there were speculations it was going to get to five dollars now, under two bucks. And so that's a, that's a meaningful change to people, and it happened quickly, or super quickly. But the cost of most things hasn't gone up that much, and in fact, when you consider how technology brings the cost down of most goods, products, and services, CPI isn't the problem. We're doing fine there. There's uh, some other things we're looking at. The stock market has been tough, as you know. Uh, This year alone, we've had an $8 trillion loss in the stock market. Uh, maybe more than that, depending on which which uh, indices you follow, but eight $8 trillion. And then the slide I had in my presentation after that showed that the real estate market, the housing market, that is, we've only lost $2 trillion in the same amount of time.
3: And that's just housing. I mean, you know, we talk about it being a rough year in real estate. You know, we're not necessarily talking about, you know it 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 all the segments haven't been equally affected i mean obviously residential real estate and you know single family houses and uh, you know one to four especially has been hit and so even within the scope of the area of real estate there's lots of opportunities and, you know, most of us re- relate to real estate. The other thing that's interesting about the whole consumer sentiment thing is that it really goes back to what we've talked about in the past and the, the importance that the money needs to get start, start circulating again. When consumers aren't willing to spend and they start hoarding their cash, then money isn't moving through the economy. And it's said that two-thirds of what makes the U.S. economy tick is consumer spending. The other issue we've got right now is banks. Banks not having confidence. They're not having confidence in, in uh, the economy and they're not willing to loan. And even though billions and billions and billions of dollars has been pumped into them they're still not willing to let that money go they're they're hoarding cash and so really what needs to happen is just people need to get more confident again that that they can that the economy is going to improve and that they can start to spend money again and banks can
4: start to loan money again once it starts circulating things will begin to stabilize yep banks are not yet healthy and may not be for some time to come a lot of the so-called what do we call them? Safe banks. The banks that haven't been in ominous trouble are still contracting, closing branches, laying off staff. In other words, they're not stabilized. And I think that has a lot to do with what their attitude is about. Let's take it easy. Let's go safe. You know, you can take the philosophy that if you never do anything, you'll never do anything wrong, but we're not going to get where we need to get if you never do anything.
0: For all of, Jan- of all of 2004, all of 2005, all of 2006, and all of 2007, across this country, we had positive job growth. Every month for four years, positive job growth. Not always by a ton, but quarter to quarter, not week to week, but quarter to quarter, we saw... Uh, positive job growth. That all changed in 2008. And now, as you know, unemployment is on the rise. There's concern that in some areas it's uh, over 10 percent and nationwide it could hit that number. So that's certainly a concern. Our new president-elect promises more jobs on the way, and uh, I'm sure that'll solve everything. Well, we
3: hope that he does that.
0: Yeah, and uh, it'll help. But but what's interesting, what I look at is is jobs don't determine real estate demand, but it's certainly a big component, right? You will move over a job. You will... Uh, your, your ability to afford housing will be affected by whether or not you have a job and how much you get paid so jobs are crucially important one of the big indicators that we look at when it comes to demographics and in and, and real estate investing and so what i'm looking at is there's it, it's a it's a it's a it's a character study it's a, it's a, it's a textbook case of watching the labor numbers right now and seeing how if you just take the national number it's doom and gloom but if you look between different areas it is just clear as can be the differences there are areas that have huge month after month Losses in jobs and industries leaving, and, and companies leaving the country, and there's other pockets of opportunity where jobs are actually on the increase. And what's great is the information is all publicly available right. for free. You just have to know how to look, where to look, and, and how to interpret the information. So if all I do is read the the national newspaper headlines or listen to the, the six, 6 o'clock news and they say, oh, yeah, well, you know, unemployment rose for the sixth month in a row or whatever, it's like, oh, no. That's not the whole picture. may
3: not be what's happening in your neighborhood or where your properties are located. Well, it
0: may be what's happening in your neighborhood, but it certainly is not going to be happening in the places you want to go invest right now. Exactly. Right? There's a lot of great job growth in places where the rents are going up, and there's waiting lists for apartments. That's where I want to own buildings, not in Detroit. Not to pick on any one market, but <laughs> as we were going through the other night, the, one of the things we looked at is look at the retail sector, the industrial sector. We looked at office, we looked at residential, both single family and multifamily, and uh, came up with a, a great chart which showed the the best market across the country, the best MSA of the, the large MSAs, metropolitan statistical area, and then the worst. And on five, and the five charts, four of those charts, the worst market. Detroit, Michigan. Well,
3: you know, and that's an interesting point because when you think about it, you, you say, well, then that means Detroit real estate must be on sale. I want to jump in there and buy some. And yet, you know, just last week you had the three CEOs of the big automakers, which are arguably the biggest employers in, in that city, in that area, uh, up there, you know, begging for money on this bailout. And if they don't get it, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of talk that GM literally could be going bankrupt
0: even as early as the first quarter of next year. I thought the argument was great. Listen, if you don't get this bailout, I may have to take a commercial airline home. <laughs> hmm. Sorry. So, But but the, the point is,
3: you know, just because something is down doesn't mean that it's on sale in terms of it being able to rebound or rebound quickly. So just a drop in price doesn't mean you need to go in and
0: buy. Well, not only that, a sale doesn't mean it, it, it has any... I mean, there was a big sale last week on 8-track tapes. Right, exactly. They're, they're as cheap as they've ever been. You can get 8-track tapes for a quarter today. Right, that doesn't mean you should go out and invest in 8-track
3: tapes. But it still comes down to the fundamentals. And jobs, clearly, if, if you think you're in an area that either has good, sustainable job growth or has it coming and you can get in front of that trend, it's, it's not the whole picture but it's an important part of the picture and then you have to look at the other things like what's going on with supply and so on
0: well that's the other thing is that when you look at supply of say single family houses we're looking today at a decrease in new housing starts like we've never seen or not seen in a long time and of course builder confidence is way down but that's nationally as you start to look from market to market to market there's a couple of markets where new housing starts are actually up and experts predict we're going to have a housing shortage inside of 12 months Because guess what happens? Builders, like everybody, have the knee-jerk reaction, and they stop building, and they blow out the inventory they have at the cheapest prices they can, because that's what they're forced to do as as builders. And before you know it, those houses get absorbed, and there's nothing being started. It's like pretty soon, we got a problem. And it doesn't sound like we we would have a housing shortage right now. The inventory is huge across the board, but real estate is local. It's right. not across the board. So that's kind of the point. You know, you got to look at the big numbers so you understand the trends, but then within that, look for where the opportunities are. And there's lots of opportunities. California has weathered fairly well. Some interesting things about California, the uh, existing home sales, uh, number of unit sales have uh, now gone up uh, for uh, the first two quarters and the information will be in, uh, final information on, on quarter three here shortly. It takes a while to compile all this and put it together and you're talking about hundreds of thousands of sales and lots of data to be uh, 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 collected and and, uh, distributed and so forth. But uh, the number of sales is up. Prices in most markets continue to be soft. But there are some areas we're seeing the prices go up. And an interesting thing in California is that the uh, under $500,000 price range, the demand is huge. We're just seeing the number of sales go up. It's now, since the beginning of uh, the year, uh, up more than 50% in sales in, most, in a lot of areas in California. Whereas uh, the $500,000 to $999,000 uh, homes, there's a decline in number of sales. And $1 million and above just a slight decline right. that's statewide in in california so within that there's markets that are on the increase in fact if you look across california uh one of the markets that you guys want to take a guess the market that got that's been hit the worst in california in terms of uh year-to-year price uh, decrease i'm
4: guessing something in the central valley Thank i'm you. i'm
0: thinking it's down in riverside county Number one, the worst down uh, from August of '07 to uh, September of '08, median home price down 56.4%. Monterey County.
4: Oh my gosh! Really?
0: Yeah, yeah. Ouch! And uh, fall very closely by the High Desert, Sacramento, Palm Springs in the Lower Desert, and then Riverside, San Bernardino. So, yeah, markets that went up, uh, markets uh, tended to go down. Across uh, the board, California prices down uh, not quite 50% uh, in a year and a half. Uh, The peak was in May of 07 until uh, September of 08, but uh, almost 46.8%. So as a California uh, investor, someone who uh, has owned property in California for a long time and continues to, I think it's on sale. Right. I think California is a great place to live, other than you know the expense of it. It's beautiful here. There's always a demand here. People want to come here. There's lots to do here, right? And so it's uh, but but it's on sale. It's off fifty percent essentially. Well, many of the marketplaces. You got to do your homework. You got to understand the fundamentals, and you got to decide if it's a regional market that's going to have more sustainable drivers uh, in the future and more growth or not. But uh, looking across the board, California is pretty cheap. Hey, when we come back, we're going to play real estate trivia, a chance to win a prize today, and we've got a great uh, real estate uh, trivia question that is very um, holiday-centric as we uh, approach the Thanksgiving uh, weekend, and uh, then we're going to come back and share with you uh, some of the results of the Milliken Report. Uh, every uh, year or so, uh, the Milliken Institute does a, a uh, report on America's best cities in terms of their performance, where jobs are created and sustained. We'll give you that information when we return with the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. need help with your
4: real estate investment portfolio check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com
6: Chadwick with Chadwick Real estate, like diamonds, are forever. So when it comes to real estate, never say never again. I travel the world for Global Property Network, spying out hot markets, experienced agents, and great deals. So if the world is not enough and you're looking for investment or vacation real estate, anywhere in America or around the globe, call Global Property Network. I've got a gold finger for connecting you to great properties. You only live twice, so to grow your income for the second part of your life, you can live and let die, or you can go for it like the living daylights. GPN is here to help. From Russia with love, this is Luke Chadwick for
1: Global Property Network. Give Luke and his team at Global Property Network a license to kill and find you income-producing property. Tomorrow never dies, so you need Luke to find properties and deals for your eyes only. Call Luke and GPN today, 877-411-4GPN. That's 877-411-4GPN. Or on the sponsors page at realestateguysradio.com. Go online with The Real Estate Guys. We need to know what you think about The Real Estate Guys. So we're asking our listeners to complete an anonymous online survey. You'll help give us valuable information to grow The Real Estate Guys show and provide you with the info that you're looking for. While you're online, subscribe to our e-newsletter. You'll automatically be entered to win a cruise with The Real Estate Guys. We'd love your feedback. Go online now at realestateguysradio.com. realestateguysradio.com. Are you excited about real estate investing but not sure where to get started? Learn the secrets of building wealth through real estate in the comfort of your own home. In the Real Equity Home Study Course, professional investor Robert Helms and his team of experts show you why real estate outperforms other investments. Stop dreaming about investing in real estate and start doing something about it. Order the Real Equity Home Study Course today at realestateguysradio.com and click on Resources. RealEstateGuysRadio.com
5: Hello, Robert Kiyosaki. Listen to the real estate guys. They're wild and crazy, but they really know what they're talking about.
0: Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program, now in our 11th year of broadcasting. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, No matter how you listen, whether it's uh, MP3 or podcast or live on the radio, we appreciate uh, your support. And uh, We're talking about the rhythms of real estate and giving you some uh, recent information about some of the economics uh, surrounding our business. Before we get back to that, it is time to play Real Estate Trivia. Here's how that works. Real Estate Trivia is your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia questions answer. And when you do, you're going to win a copy of Equity Happens, building lifelong wealth with real estate, autographed by its authors, because we know them personally. You can uh, get that by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question. And when you hear the question or know the answer, send us An email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Make sure and include your name and mailing address, so if you're our winner, you'll get your book in the mail. That's how it works. And uh, not only will the first person with the right answer win, but also all of the correct answers that we receive in a week get uh, entered into a drawing for another copy of the book. That way, even if you listen delayed on the podcast, you're still in the running uh, for a free copy of Equity Happens, Building lifelong wealth with real estate. Learn more about the book at equityhappens.com. All right, before we can answer this week's trivia question, we have to look back to uh, last week's uh, question. We had uh, the incomparable Kim Kiyosaki on our show last week, and uh, we were talking about kind of getting started in real estate from small deals to big deals. And our trivia question was, uh, how much did Elvis Presley pay when he purchased Graceland in Memphis, Tennessee in 1957. And uh, we had a wide range of guesses here, but the answer was a measly $102,000.
3: That's amazing. $102,000 in
0: 1957.
3: It was a lot of money in 1957.
0: Now, uh, recently, when appraised, the value has come down a little in the, in the mortgage meltdown, but but it's still worth <laughs> a lot. Uh, and it's a, small, it's a small place, too. It's not, like, you know grandiose. But anyway, so that's enough about last week. Here's this week's trivia question. As you know, this coming Thursday is Thanksgiving. I want to know this. Which state in the United States produces the most turkeys? Specifically, the, the type you'd have for Thanksgiving dinner. Which state produces the most turkeys? If you know the answer, send that uh, along with your name and address to us at trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. And the first person with the right answer, plus... The uh, correct uh, guest that got entered into the hat that got pulled out will also win uh, a copy of the book and a free frozen turkey. Okay, made that up. We can't send you a frozen turkey in the mail. It would be disgusting by the time it got here. Any idea how many t- uh, turkeys uh, uh, live, uh, lose their lives uh, Thanksgiving uh, week? Millions. Uh, millions, <laughs> yeah. In fact, an estimated 45 million turkeys are eaten each thanksgiving 45 million 45 turkeys. million now when i was perusing the uh bureau of labor statistics uh, website this last week i discovered that uh this this may be news to you and this may be worth the entire uh hour of listening to our program believe it or not retailers don't raise the price of turkey during the holidays they lower the price of turkey during the holidays
3: very it's competitive i very would imagine very
0: competitive the cheapest turkey available is generally november and december every year it's been that way for at least the last 4 years that bls has bothered to keep track
4: they obviously don't make their money on the turkeys it's all those other things the giblets and the stuff you come for right all
0: the extra stuff you want in your uh, in your uh, holiday uh, gizzards. Uh, meal. well the gizzards or i don't think they make their money in the gizzards
4: well uh, if there's 45 million turkeys in what is a gizzard well, that's kind of a personal question. <laughs> <laughs> that means there's 90 million turkey drums, right? Drumsticks.
0: Yeah. So well. Just... Yeah. Except there's a, every every now and then we get a one-legged turkey, so you have to figure that Uh-oh. into the equation. But uh, anyway, so that's our, it's a, it, it, as silly as it is. It's a serious question. There is one state that is the standout state uh, when it comes to uh, producing turkeys. And if you know that, uh, send it to us at com, and you could be the proud owner of an autograph copy of Equity Happens. So are we near the bottom is the question as we look at uh, what's going on. Uh, some interesting things happening. There are some states where we're seeing the increase in sales uh, really blossoming. In fact, at the top of the list, uh, interesting enough, Indiana is the state with, uh, the greatest, uh, increase in existing home sales, California, Nevada, Arizona, uh, Florida on the list as well. And again, uh, those are, are states that were hit pretty hard. Yeah. And that's so interesting. they're back in terms of number of sales. I was just at uh, an event in Las Vegas where a lot of the local, uh, building community gets together and, and, uh as what they call the crystal ball, looking forward and and seeing where the numbers were for the last quarter and so forth. And uh, as you know, every month since the beginning of uh, the year, Las Vegas sales have increased. Sales of single-family houses in Las Vegas. Not what you would think by what you hear in the news, but every month they've increased. And for the last three months, the price has gone up wow that's interesting that's does that mean that, we're at the yeah. bottom? not necessarily, but it's uh it's food for thought Stay, sales are still uh struggling probably the worst uh in uh texas north carolina uh washington uh and uh, and uh a couple other states and then we look at the an interesting interesting graph to me is now for the first time uh let's see this is uh this goes back uh, what we look at is we look at uh the year to year um uh, sorry, wh- whether there's an increase in sales from one year to the next. So if a year ago there were more sales than they are today, then that's a, a negative number. So total existing home sales change. And since beginning of 2006, so for a long time, that's been a negative number. Every month since January of 2006, the number of sales compared to a year ago has gone down, except now. In the last quarter, it's gone up and it continues to go up doesn't mean necessarily we're at the bottom, but it's a sign. Now, we still have high inventory. Inventory is typically measured in um, how many months' supply you have. If we quit selling houses in your market today, with the number of houses on the market and the rate at which houses are selling, how many months of inventory would you have? Across the country, that number varies, but uh, nationally right now, it's about a a 10.5-month supply which is actually down from the peak of nearly a 12-month supply. So we're seeing a a decrease in supply. And, And we're
3: not adding, I mean, a lot either.
0: Right, the new, that, that's true, and we're certainly not adding new homes. New homes, uh, the sales, the, the number of sales are down, but it's not because uh, people don't want new homes. It's the
3: lowest number since 1960.
0: Yeah, we're, we're, pulling, uh, we're pulling those houses off the market. And if you think about it, builders have to sell their inventory, especially publicly held builders. They don't have a choice. You can sit out the, the downturn if you want and decide not to sell as an individual owner of real estate. But big builders, they've got to sell when they have, and most of the inventory is gone now. And that's probably good as well. Now, foreclosure starts are up, but one of the interesting points is that a lot of the foreclosures, of course, due to resetting adjustable rate mortgages. And the peak of those uh, resets was in late 2007, and the last big month uh, for uh, resets uh, was October of 2008, last month. So for the next many months, we see a very low number of loan resets. That'll probably have an effect on foreclosures.
3: Right. And then when you combine that with the fact that the, the two things have happened. Number one is the money that has been made available through FHA, Fannie, Freddie, even though Fannie, Freddie are in trouble, they're still, you know, their government basically guaranteed now overtly. And so they raised their limits as part of the stimulus package back in February of 2008. And that. You begin to see like in states like California, where you see a big upswing in the under five hundred thousand prices, so you start to see a little bit of that coming through. The second thing is loan modifications, which is something that really didn't exist in in a big way even a year ago, year and a half ago, today has become a gigantic industry. And the infrastructure to go out and find the clients and help them get through that process and work with the lenders and the lenders' willingness to do that, that's all on the upswing. So that ought to have an an impact on slowing down the rate of foreclosures.
0: Well, it's happening so often that uh, in the paper this weekend, there was a big old article about be careful. There's a lot of scams out there when it comes to loan modification. And so we spent uh, some time talking about that a few weeks ago. In uh, fact, uh, we put together a report for you on loan modification. If you want to know what that looks like, uh, you can uh, request that uh, by going to uh, our website or sending us uh, an email. Workout
3: at realestateguysradio.com.
0: Workout. That's, That's not to request a workout with the real estate guys. (laughs) Uh, What that is is a uh, report uh, that uh, the three of us put together, mostly Bob, uh, but on the uh, various options uh, available if you're having trouble with your mortgage uh, or we just want to look at loan modifications. So workout at realestateguysradio.com, send you a copy of that. Uh, Interesting that we looked at the different uh, sectors uh, this last week, the uh, industrial sector, the commercial sector in terms of office, uh, multifamily, retail, and a little bit uh, of the resort market. And uh, across the board, cap rates are starting to inch up. Uh, they've been down since uh, really since uh, the, the, the turn of the century. Uh, cap rates were pretty strong for a lot of uh, institutional real estate um, at the beginning of uh, the millennium. And they have uh, trickled down uh, until they hit their bottom, probably uh, in uh, late 04, early 05. And there's a little bit of a, a dip again, uh, mid 07. But we're starting to see cap rates come back up, which bodes well uh, for uh, real estate investors. And uh, we're also seeing uh, some good news in terms of uh, what, what happened when a market rebounds. So what a lot of uh, economists are doing now is they're studying the previous rebounds uh, and have some examples of that, of where the market was bad. But just take a, an obvious one. If you remember um, the, the Dow Jones crash of 1987, right? a lot of people lost a lot of value. The market was terrible and was just awful, awful, awful. If you look at that, uh, back then the Dow Jones was uh, under 4,000 And uh, some say it's headed there again. But if you look at the chart, (laughs) it says that, uh, you know, boy, if you just uh, held on to that, you got all your money back and then some. Of course, uh, your mileage may vary. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the Milliken Report. Uh, this is a pretty interesting uh, subject. Uh, the Milliken Institute performs a, uh, a study that they do about America's best-performing cities. Those are the cities where jobs are created and sustained. It's a really interesting thing to look at, and we'll share with you uh, some highlights from that report when we return. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms.
4: Live nationwide, you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com.
5: You know, there's a lot of talk about cell phones these days and how talking on them can be bad for you. I read in the paper where a top doctor at a cancer center told his staff not to talk directly into their cell phones. Then a group of doctors on the Larry King show said the same thing. I was then thinking about my daughter who's a real estate agent. She spends all day on that thing and my granddaughter is worse yet. So I decided to dig a little and do some research. That's when I found out about the Wave Shield. It's a lab tested shield that sticks onto the earpiece and blocks most of the radiation from entering your ear. It's tested and Proven to work. It was even reviewed by the FTC. The best thing is, it's an inexpensive solution to a really big problem. If I were you, I would call and order the wave shield today. You know, I even got one for my cordless phone, which they say can be as bad or worse. Here's the number it's 800 316 2972. That's 800 316 2972. They have a special offer right now, so when you call, ask about it. The number is 800 316 2972. 800 316 2972.
6: Crikey! Local real estate market a little slow? If there's no appreciation, there's no equity. No worries. There are lots of markets and many are booming. G'day mate, this is Luke Chadwick, the deal hunter with Global Property Network. I spend most of my time travelling all over the US and the world hunting down hot markets, great properties and expert agents. Give us a ring at 1877-411-4GPN and we'll connect you to great agents in great markets with great deals. That's 1877-411-4476. Well mate, gotta go. To learn more, go to globalpropertynetwork.com or call us at 1877-411-4GPN. Don't be shy. Do it now.
3: Hi, this is Garrett Sutton, Rich Dad's advisor. Remember, equity happens, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys.
0: Happy Thanksgiving and welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program heard every week right here on your favorite radio station and all the time at realestateguysradio.com. You know, I was uh, looking at uh, some information uh, about uh, what Americans uh, spend time doing over the Thanksgiving weekend. And so if you're listening uh, before or during Thanksgiving uh, weekend, uh, what what they've done here is they've gone through and figured out uh, how much we spend, how much time we spend on average in various activities like socializing and participating in sports and watching sports. And eating and drinking and and this is absolutely amazing. This study reports that almost ninety nine percent of Americans will spend time this Thanksgiving weekend eating and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
4: that's what it says. Well, it's useful information yeah. too. Yeah and, yeah, and who paid for this
0: study? Uh, this you did. Oh, <laughs> you did. Paid for by Russell Gray. No, <laughs> thank you. This uh, this is from uh, the United States Bureau of Labor Statistics. Right. So Our somebody uh, p- using taxpayer dollars, dollars is at work figuring this wow. out at fully uh 79% of people will travel uh they expect uh this uh this weekend and and uh, then what they do is they rate not just the things you're most likely to do like religious and spiritual activities are uh apparently only shared by 11.5% uh, of people but what they do is they look at the categories and then how much time on average a person spends. And so even though 99 point something percent of us are going to be spending time eating and drinking, that's not the activity we'll spend the most time on. Guess what we spend the most time on? Digesting. Digesting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Watching television. <laughs> okay. Watching television. That's not a great shock. No, (laughs) particularly, uh, I think, football.
3: Football games. Football, there you go. Well, okay, and that's as it should be. Yeah.
0: So uh, (laughs) we're looking at uh, just some of the indicators. Uh, I would say every year. I keep wanting to say every year, but it's not true. Uh, Almost every year, the Millikan Institute, uh, which is a a research uh, company in in, uh, uh, coordination with a couple of other companies, puts out uh, what they call the best-performing cities list. And so it's pretty exhaustive. This uh, report is uh, some 60-something pages long. And it basically looks at where America's jobs are created and sustained. And, and what's really interesting about it is it's not just based on... St- simply job growth or where there are a lot of jobs. They take in a lot of considerations. They look at the job growth and and the trend of job growth. They look at wage and salary growth. They look at the ease at which people can move and get acclimated to the community, the relative cost of of living. They look at short-term job growth as well as long-term. They look at relative uh, high-tech GDP growth and a number of other indicators that figure out where the best jobs in America are not only created but sustained. And so we talk about sustainable drivers, so this is always very interesting information. And they aren't always markets that you would expect. In fact, they look at the large cities, larger metropolitan areas, and they they view those separately from uh, small cities, and come up with the exhaustive list. And then they compare that, of course, to the last ranking. They did this report in 2007, but then the last time before that was 2005 and then 2004. So it's kind of sporadic. I I get the, the feeling they do it when they feel like it. But, uh, but it's an interesting study to read, and uh, what's interesting is uh, just to look down the list, um, the number one uh, metropolitan statistical area in terms of one of the best places uh, to be employed where jobs are created and sustained uh, is Provo, Utah. Really? Yeah, Provo, Utah. Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, number two, Salt Lake City, uh, number three. So, two of the top uh, cities, I mean, two of the, yeah, two top cities are in the state of Utah. And then quite a few in Texas. San Antonio, Texas is on the list. Uh, Killeen, Texas is on the list. Uh, McAllen, Edinburgh, Mission, Texas is on the list. Austin is on the list. Houston is on the list. Dallas, Plano, all those in the top 25. So Texas has uh, has a number of uh, positions here. Well, uh, it's
3: like the friendliest state to do business in.
0: Well, that's a big part of it, I would right? Think so, if you yeah. think about it, uh, it's a very pro-business state. There's not state income tax, and you know what? People are friendly there. They are. I always think that customer service uh, phone lines ought to all be he- headquartered in Dallas because they're just pleasant people, y'all. They just, yeah, they're just so nice and so polite, and I just love to be around them. I mean, really, you spend time in Texas, you're smiling a lot. Absolutely. Now, Russ and I have spent considerable time in Addison, Texas, because that's where our world famous television show is uh, is filmed. That's right. And uh, the reason we like Addison is it has the distinction of having more restaurants per capita than any other city in the U.S.
3: Well, when we got the TV show, we knew we were going to be big, and we wanted to fill the part.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we we misunderstood when we got in. They said, uh, you know, the TV, as you've heard, adds uh, adds ten pounds. Uh, the 10 we pounds. thought they
3: wanted us to gain the weight, so we, we went out and got to work on it right away.
0: We did, and and uh, we did the math and figured out well, since we shot with three cameras, that, that was not good. But <laughs> uh, anyway, if you like what you hear on the on the radio, you're going to love what you uh, see at RealEstateGuysTV.com. So the plug for our, uh, our television show, which is nowhere near as timely because television takes so long to produce. Right. I mean, you watch shows today, the, the Real Estate Guys television show we filmed 18 months ago. So we don't talk about the latest report from the Millikan uh, Institute there, but we do talk about some fun stuff and we can do a lot visually on TV that we can't do uh, on the radio. All right, so uh, anyway, what's some other things that uh, we want to take a look at on this report? Well, uh, some trends for sure. As you can imagine, some of the uh, worst performing cities uh, are, are ones that had done... Uh, well, in the past, but they also noticed uh, this year uh, on, on on metropolitan areas that had the biggest gains up their chart. So in other words, cities that really performed well, number one in terms of really a change in the rankings in terms of a rise, El Paso, Texas, the Texas uh, marketplace, Asheville, North Carolina, Shreveport, Louisiana, and then uh, New York, the White Plains area of of New York and and New Jersey, uh, Denver also high on that list. So uh, places that have gone up now, the biggest losers. The marketplace that has fallen the farthest on the Milliken Institute to study is uh, the the MSA of Vallejo Fairfield California, and losing the, jobs, losing right. So it's for, no, not a lot of it's losing. It's gone down the ranking as as, as for, for and, job creation for job creation okay. and sustainability. Uh, and so, and if you if you study what's happened in those areas, that's that's true. Look at an area like Fairfield, where um, you know there's a huge employer there that that makes beer. Uh, when beer consumption is down, then that's going to affect them in a, in a big way. And when Beer consumption is up. Everybody's happy. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, there's you know, more than we could, could care to, uh, to talk about on the show. I think there are some glimmers of hope. Uh, not only do we see the market turning a little bit, uh, I think uh, it was interesting at our meeting of the night, I had a couple hundred people when we asked people to raise their hand that they thought we were at the bottom, and people thought we were at near the bottom, and people thought we were nowhere near the bottom. And the majority, I think, probably raised their hand when we said we're near the bottom, and only a few thought we were at the bottom. And, of course, it really depends on your marketplace. Already there are markets in America that have turned the corner but not too many. On the big picture side, how's the dollar? Dollar's improving. The dollar's improving. Against most of the currencies, the dollar is improving. How's oil? Oil
3: is down,
0: Oil which is, is part down. of the reason the dollar is improving. Right, absolutely. So uh, so that's uh, some pretty good news. Uh, we also, uh, just kind of a, a fun chart to look at. Well, because it's not fun. It, it kind of is a salt in the wound chart. But people want to complain about what's happening to our stock market. But you look across the world at the various uh, stock markets. Uh, other than Canada, the U.S. is a, is at the top of the list in terms of the least amount of loss. We've lost less in our value of our stock market than Japan, France, Germany, Italy, Russia, Brazil, India, or China. They're all bigger losers than we are in terms of the stock market.
3: Well, we've always known that. I'm kidding. well. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm a homer. What can I say? I'm a patriot, right? Go for the United States. There you go. But, uh, I mean, you know, so I I think the thing is, what's going on across the, the, the globe is that the financial lockup of flow of capital is affecting everybody because it really is an international economy. The reason we went into international real estate a couple of years ago is because after NAFTA and all of this other stuff, world trade, all these things started tearing down the wall, And we are now trading and doing business all across the world. Then when something affects a country as big as the United States and so many people investing in the United States and our mortgage-backed securities, that had a ripple effect throughout the world. And so we're seeing that. And as the financial systems are repaired and the things that cause the problems are addressed and we learn the lessons from this latest difficulty, then I think you'll begin to see what always happens and the the, the economies that have been strong in the past that let that led us down will lead us back up again. I mean, when the United States dropped, the world followed, right? When the United States takes off, the world will follow. You look at the the uh, states that are leading now in sales coming back are the very ones that led the downturn. Yep. California, Florida, Nevada. And so, you you know, these are all just pieces of information that you have to put together when you're looking at the trends and you're thinking about how and when you want to invest in real estate. When is a good time to get in? Because, again, we're watching cycles. We're watching the rhythms, and we want to catch the next wave. If you have belief that there will be another wave, then the question is, is when do you want to start paddling so you're in front of it and get to ride it instead of chasing it? And we think that there's we're beginning to see signs that we are near the bottom, And it might be a good time to think about jumping in.
0: And the big picture, probably my favorite chart, is just the projected... population growth of the United States of America. There is no doubt that every single day we add people to this fabulous country of ours, and that's a trend that is estimated to continue every single year as we go ahead. We're going to go from a nation of 300 million to 400 million uh, in less than 25 or 30 years, and all those people are going to have a greater need for real estate. they got to sleep under roofs. They're going to go to work. They're going to work at home. They're going to drive on the roads. They're going to eat at restaurants, all of those things that uh, bode well for real estate long-term. If you think real estate be worth more 10 years from now than it is today, then your mission is to go get some more of it. As we approach Thanksgiving, this is a great time also to reflect on just what you're thankful for in your life. There's so much going on. With all the misery and negativity, it's easy to focus on that. It is a wonderful world, and as I love to say, despite the high cost of living, it's still very popular, (laughs) right? So uh, you have it pretty good, and just spend a little time this week reflecting on uh, how thankful you are. I'm uh, certainly thankful for you two gentlemen being on the show today. Yes. Thanks for being here. Also to uh, Chatham, our engineer, Matthew uh, Pierce, our executive producer, all our fabulous sponsors, and most importantly, you, our loyal listener. Thanks for tuning in to The Real Estate Guys. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week when more equity will happen.
7: This airing of The Real Estate Guys was brought to you in part by our sponsors. Corporate Direct. Get the edge in business and wealth building with asset protection, privacy, and tax savings. Call Rich Dad Advisor Garrett Sutton at 800 600 1760. Global Property Network. Have Goldfinger Luke Chadwick help you find properties from around the world. Call GPN at 877 411, the number 4 GPN. Equity Happens Institute. The Equity Happens Institute is dedicated to providing real estate investment education for effective action. To find out more about the Equity Happens Institute, call 866-900-4232. You can find out about these and our other valued sponsors on our sponsor page at realestateguysradio.com. And to learn how you can sponsor the program, call Matthew Pierce at 510-521-5100. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on The Real Estate Guys. Hi, this
0: is Robert Helms. As a real estate investor, you know you need to be concerned about asset protection. When an investor asks me about the litigation explosion in America and what they can do to better protect their real estate assets, I like to refer to them to corporate direct. Equity happens, but it can be limited without solid asset protection in place. And Corporate Direct protects your assets. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by Garrett Sutton. He's an attorney, best-selling author, and one of Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisors. Garrett and his staff are knowledgeable, helpful, and surprisingly affordable. And I know, I've used Corporate Direct and have been exceedingly satisfied with their service. They're on the web at CorporateDirect.com or you can call them at 1-800-600-1760. That's CorporateDirect.com or 1-800-600-1760. You know you need asset protection for your real estate, so visit CorporateDirect.com or 1-800-600-1760. Find them on the resource page at RealEstateGuysRadio.com. That's CorporateDirect.com.